Hey y'all, welcome back to a brand new episode. Hey, okay, so tonight I am talking about the one, the only Halloween Ends, now streaming on Peacock and in theaters as well. Um, okay, so I finally watched, uh, not finally, it just came out. I watched the movie and <sighs> I have thoughts. I have thoughts because like it, it's not, in my opinion, it's not a throwaway, terrible Halloween film. Okay, so there were elements of this film I actually really, really, truly loved. Um, so, going back to Halloween Kills, which is the last movie we talked about with the Halloween series, I did not like that movie. I think the beginning was okay, if I remember correctly, but, like, everything else after that was like, no, this is just stupid. Um, so I did not like that movie. But what I like about this film is it doesn't completely retcon that movie. Like, it's... Because... That film, to me, was unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. And, I mean, I, I get... I can't say completely unnecessary because I do get the point of Halloween Kills. Like, because this trilogy, in my opinion, is meant to set up, not set up, but like tell three different stories, right? We're telling the story of the very first one from 1978 where he comes and he kills a whole bunch of people. And, you know, this is what happens, the aftermath of that 40 years later of him coming back and doing the same thing again. And, you know, Lori basically having to, you know, totally refigure her life because she knew at one point he was going to be released from prison um and then also uh halloween kills really talks about the sickness that he left behind um and just like the trauma that he left on the town where they were willing to even you know blame someone anyone they could for the killings that are going on um and then we have halloween ends where it's like we so halloween ends starts with of a character named Corey, and he basically is a babysitter. Uh, this is, I think he's babysitting Halloween 2019. Um, I think this is the round the time Michael has like come back to town, and he's you know babysitting this kid or whatever. And the kid is like a, a little brat basically. His parents are rich, and they're telling you know him like hey like you know our kid needs to be in bed at a certain time. He might try to watch horror movies, but we don't really want him to. Yada yada yada. And so he is the babysitter of the evening. And basically, we find out early on this little kid is, he's a little, he's a little, you know, a little punk. Um, and so he tries to play a trick on Corey. And, like, there's this talk about Michael Myers coming back and, you know, how he kills babysitters or whatever. And he doesn't kill kids. Yeah, got, got all this stuff. And so Corey ends up playing a trick. Or, I'm sorry, a little boy ends up playing a trick on Corey. And, um... By the way, before his parents go out, you know, they seem to be very nice. They really like Corey. Corey seems to be, like, a very dependable, like, babysitter. I think he mowed their lawn before, you know, babysitting the kids. So he was someone in the neighborhood that the people could trust. Um, what ends up happening is, like I said, um, the little boy plays a trick on him and ends up locking Corey in, like, the attic or whatever. And there's all these, like, subtle hints in the, in the opening sequence that someone is definitely in the house with them that these two are not alone um which i thought was kind of like mm, okay this is weird but so you're really getting the sense that someone's in the house um and so and and cory ends up getting locked in the room uh upstairs he ends up hearing the little boy screaming and so he's like i'm gonna go up there help him little boy tricks him and locks him in like the, the uh um attic and Corey freaks out because Corey's like, you know, like he's like, Michael Myers is in there with you. You're going to die, basically. And of course, you know, Corey's freaking out. The parents are coming home from the party and um, 
Corey's like trying to kick open the door, right? He's like trying to get out of there. He's freaking out. Little boy's still being antagonistic. Um, and then he ends up like kicking the door open. The little boy is outside the door and he ends up like getting his head knocked like in by the door. The parents are coming into the house and they hear all this ruckus. And then like their son just falls like three, four stories like in front of them. And he's like gushing out blood and stuff. Corey's at the top of the stairs freaking out. And that just kind of sets up the scene of what this movie's going to be. And obviously it goes back to the original film where, you know, Michael ends up killing, you know, his sister, um, who is now obviously not Laurie's sister in, in these newer three films or whatever. But like, so it's a callback to that first original scene. Um, except, in, I mean, except this is different because this is like, obviously Michael under whatever coercion kills his sister where in this movie it's like a complete accident the little kid was being a jerk he didn't know the little boy was standing outside the door like which well, also who does that like once you hear someone's trying to kick open the door to get out of it why would you stand right like he was old enough to know like if I stand in front of this door it's gonna hit me in the face like I was like what who does that but the opening sequence of this film is like 10 minutes long and well like we'll say eight minutes like outside of credits and stuff but it was really a really good opening sequence um but I mean I don't think any of the newer Halloween films have been bad with the opening sequence but my opinion like when I saw the opening sequence I kind of knew this film was gonna be better than the last one just because they were able to give us a decent opening sequence. And I liked this one a lot. Like, I remember, like, watching it going, like, I, my jaw hit the floor. When that little boy dropped from the ceiling, it, my jaw just hit the floor. Because I was not expecting that to happen. Maybe I should have, I don't know. But I was just not expecting that to happen. Um, and it was completely unrelated to Michael Myers, which I thought was really cool. Because I was waiting for Michael Myers to show up. Um, because I, I kind of tried to stay away from all the trailers and stuff. Had I, like, watched the trailers, then I would have known, okay, this guy's clearly going to make it out of the opening scene because he's in so many of the damn trailers. Um, like, I think the final trailer, he's, which is, like, two minutes long, he's in quite a bit of the trailer. So I would have known, had I watched that final trailer before seeing the movie, that he was he was going to make it. So I, I, I had this weird idea that he wasn't going to um, because I didn't watch the opening trailer and thank goodness it didn't anyway so going into that um we flash forward to i guess now it's been four years since the events of halloween kills which by the end of the film you know that laurie's daughter was michael's basically like his last victim before being gone um so it's laurie and her granddaughter basically trying to pick up the pieces of their lives the granddaughter has a job, you know, Lori seems to be much better off. She's, you know, done her hair up, she's changed. So everyone's just kind of like, okay, well, life has moved on. We don't have to worry about Michael Myers anymore because we haven't heard anything about him in four years. Um, but every now and then Lori will be reminded, you know, that Michael is still, you know, uh, kind of a hindrance in her life. She still gets blamed by some of the townspeople for what happened, um, that she provoked him to come back. So there's still that happening. Um, we again see Corey. Corey is now out of jail. Um, I think that I, I think he got off on like a plea deal or some junk, but like they, you know, it was, it was I think rolled an accident or like manslaughter or some shit. So he's out and he's trying to find a job. Um, 
And then there's like this random homeless guy that keeps like lurking around or whatever. Like he just keeps being there for whatever the fuck, whatever reason. Uh, so anyway, Corey ends up getting a job with I think his either his stepdad or his like biological father um, working at like a car a car lot. Um, Corey ends up going to the liquor store one day to get a, he's got a thing for chocolate milk. But he ends up getting a chocolate milk and he meets these four high school students who are like, hey. We're, you know, trying to get some drinks because we have, you know, a really cool game going coming up. We want you to pay for our drinks. And he's just kind of like, um, no, like, they'll, they'll give him the money, but they just want him to pay for it. And he's like, no, like, and you can tell it's kind of like, I just got out of jail not too long ago, so I'm not about to do something stupid. Like, that's kind of what he's, what he should have said, but he just ends up saying no. And the guys obviously get pissed off about it and they want to fight him or whatever. Um... He ends up getting so upset that he like breaks his his jar of milk and uh, he ends up getting pushed down. And when he's trying to get back up, he gets cut by the glass um, that, you know, obviously his glass bottle. So like they want to fight him, all this kind of stuff. It's, it's two guys and I think two girls or whatever. Um, and then that's when Lori comes in and Lori's like, hey, like the fuck, like y'all leave him alone, basically. Um, and they kind of like, they're kind of snotty. They're jerks to her. Like, oh, you know, there's a freak and a psycho or whatever the fuck. Like, you know, so they clearly have no respect for her or for anything she's been through um, with Michael. And so anyway, she ends up like basically breaking up the fight or whatever. And then she pulls out a, a knife, like a pocket knife. And she's like, so are you going to basically destroy their car or not? Or I'll do it. Like, whatever. And so he takes a knife from her and, like, he, like, you know, pops the wheels of the car, one of the wheels of the car, um, because the kids are jerks and then they kind of go off. And, uh, after that scene, we're greeted to a hospital scene where we see that her daughter or her granddaughter now works at a hospital. There's a doctor that doesn't really respect her there. Um, there's a friend, like, a friend that is, like, kind of a douche to her as well. And we kind of, like, see that... One, that Lori has taken a shine to this kid. And you feel bad for the kid, obviously, because, like, we, we know the opening sequence wasn't really his fault. Um, but anyway, she takes a shine to this kid, and she ends up introducing him to the granddaughter. And so there's, like, this instant attraction, which I was like, this they wasted no time trying to show us, like, oh, look, the granddaughter's going to be attracted to some, some random dude. Like, okay. So that happens. Um... Again, he's got a cut on his hands, and he's trying to get it seen or whatever. And the the doctor that the granddaughter works for, he's a jerk. And the guy's like, you don't have to take that from him, yada, yada, yada. And she's like, it's not a big deal. Like, I, I deal with worse, blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, so they kind of just start moving sort of fast with each other. Uh, she ends up inviting him, uh, inviting him to a Halloween party, um, like a few days before Halloween, they go together. He's not really a social person, obviously, because, like, he just got out of jail. He's trying to keep a low profile, but, like, his mom is also trying to show, like, he's a good kid or whatever, even though his mom is, like, crazy, like, obsessive and, like, low-key abusive. So, anyway, they go to a party together, and they're, you know, they're drinking, having a good time, yada, 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 um, and then all of a sudden, the kid, uh, the kid's mom, the kid that he killed, like, well, you know, accidentally killed, his mom shows up at the party. And she's at the bar. And it's the bar that, um, uh, I don't know her name, but Kyle Richards, I think is her name. Uh, she owns the bar. Uh, the girl from, like, the first Halloween film. She's also in the newer trilogy, whatever the fuck. She owns this bar. 
And she also, like, does tarot readings and stuff like that. So, anyway, um, the mom sees him. She freaks out. She starts calling him names and stuff. And he's just, like, flipping out because he's like, you know, what the hell? And Lori's granddaughter is kind of nowhere to be found for a moment. So, he's like, why did you leave me with this, you know, this screaming lady? And she's like, bro, I don't even know, like... I don't even really know your whole backstory like that. Like, you tripping. Like, I've heard rumors, but, like, I really don't know you. But I like you, so why are you tripping? And we're greeted to this, like, this confrontation scene that's awkward because she has her hands out. And I get that she meant to have her hands out for him to take them. But I'm like, bro, he's so mad in this moment. You can't possibly think he's going to want to take your hands. And it was just weird. Like, like, some of the shots in this movie were just weird. Like, I'm like, "Mm, who does that? Anyway... So he goes off. He's obviously pissed off. Yada, yada, yada. He walks home um, from the bar. And of course, he's greeted to the jerks, the high school kids that he wouldn't pay for their drinks. And so they're like, hey, you know, we want to make amends with you. We want to shake hands. There's one of the high school kids that, like, she doesn't really want to be mean to him. Like, And every time she's in a scene with him, she's just kind of like, hey, guys, like, let's not be jerks to him or whatever. And they're like, no, nah, we're going to be jerks. So anyway they're like hey let's make amends and um he wants the main guy wants to shake hands and he's like nah fuck that shit so they're deciding like okay well we're gonna beat you up then so they decide to try to beat him up he pulls out the pocket knife that i think that Lori gave him and uh one of the guys ends up like knocking it away from him leaving him basically defenseless and the the main jock like tosses him over a bridge so yeah he tosses him over a bridge and he ends up like getting uh, landing where the, the weird guy, the, the homeless guy is. Um, and then all of a sudden somebody starts dragging him. And so it's like, what the fuck? So he ends up getting dragged into this like hole and it becomes very Pennywise, very it for a minute. I was taken aback cause I'm like, why are we in a sewer? Like, why are we in a sewer? Like it was weird. The old man was giving like original Jason movie vibes. You know how, like, there was, like, the old crazy dude who lived out by the lake, whatever the fuck, him. It was given that, and then it was given, like, like, um, what is that movie? Um, sorry, It. It was given a lot of those kind of vibes. I don't know if they were, they, these meant to be, like, kind of horror, like, call-outs to these films or what, but it was weird. Anyway, so, Corey ends up waking up inside the damn tunnel, whatever the fuck, and he's like, what am I doing here? And all of a sudden, like, he sees... Michael and Michael is like wedged between a rock and some shit and Michael's like choking him out and and, like he looks into his eyes and stuff and like you can tell like something's happening there and I guess he's seeing like what happened to Corey and Corey's kind of seeing what who he was so it's like this kind of exchange or whatever the fuck um Michael's clearly weakened which is why he doesn't kill this dude and so Corey ends up getting away and after that Corey like starts kind of kind of start freaking out a little bit but then like the old man is like uh, he grabs him and he's like, you need to go back in there and give me that fucking mask. Give me that mask. And so Corey's like, um, no. And he has a pocket knife, so he starts killing the old dude. Um, and so that's when Corey, like, freaks out. He's like, oh my god, like, I'm changing. Something's weird. is happening here. And so we go back to, like, Lori. And Lori's getting, like, bad vibes. Like, Lori's like, something's weird. So she ends up seeing him again. And, like, he ends up, like, in her yard. Because, like, they the way him and the granddaughter after the party broke things off it wasn't wasn't really good so he goes back to the strode house to apologize to her and he ends up like like just appearing behind Lori, and she's like what the fuck like who does that like like no human 
does that kind of shit, right? Like, just appear behind somebody the fuck. So, after that moment, she's getting bad vibes by homie. She's like, no, homie's not... Homie ain't it for my granddaughter. Like, I done fucked up the time. So, she, I think she ends up going to see his mom or some shit. And, like, telling his mom, like, hey, you know, what's the deal with your son or what the fuck? And the, and the mom is, is weird. But she's also like, he's a good boy. You know, he doesn't do anything wrong. And, like, Lori's like, nah, nah, dude. He, he... He pulled the whole fucking Michael Myers on me and shit. So she's telling people around her, like, hey, I don't really trust this dude. She's trying to tell the granddaughter, hey, I don't trust this dude. And the granddaughter's like, but my mama loves. She's not even thinking about her. Um, but then homie starts acting real, real sketch, right? And so there's a few people in town that, like, he has issues with. Like, there's the radio station DJ guy. There's the dude that, like, keeps trying to hit on Lori's granddaughter. There's, like, the, the, the high school jocks or whatever. And so long story, and, and then there's also the, the guy that, that Lori's granddaughter works for. I forgot her name. I don't care about the, the granddaughter's name. But um, him, like the, the doctor and then the nurse. And these are the people that start ending up dead. So it's, okay, so um, I'm trying to think of like the first. So I can't remember who he kills first, but like the first kill is crazy. So anyway, well, what I assume is that, that I remember is the first kill is crazy. So he ends up going to the doctor's house, like, right? Because there's the doctor that doesn't treat her right. And there's also the nurse that doesn't treat her right. Well, they're in, like, this cup. They're in this situation. It's like, you know, they're sex pals. So anyway, um, the doctor takes homegirl home, the nurse home. And, you know, they're about to get into hanky-panky or whatever. He's got everything set up. He's rich. All this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, homegirl hears a thud. And she's like, what the fuck, like? what's going on so she's calling for the doctor's name yada 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 she ends up going by the pool and she turns on the light and it's homie it's you know um cory the granddaughter's boyfriend and he's hacking away at home dude and she's like what the like what the fuck like because she kind of knows a little bit about his history so she's like what the fuck like oh my god and so anyway he ends up trying to attack her but he's human right like he has his own like little halloween mask and stuff the one that he wore at the party with with laurie's granddaughter um but anyway so he's wearing that mask which I'm like, you're a full grown ass man. What the fuck are you wearing this scarecrow mask for? I don't do nothing for nobody. So anyway, he ends up. I wonder if that's a Shamrock mask. Wasn't Shamrock the one from the third movie? I wonder if that's related, girl. Anyway, so he's like hacking away to home, dude, but he can't get home, girl, because she's like, nah, like I'm going inside the house, like bitch, you crazy. So he's trying to get into the house and shit, and she's not letting him in. Like obviously, like she's like, no, fuck that. And so he just like kind of stops, and she's like the fuck like why you stop and it turns out michael myers is in the crib so he comes in and he's like what up like you know what i'm saying like special disappearance bitch bitch you thought and he comes in and he just grabs homegirl and he just like pins her against the wall and kills her and it is very much giving the first halloween so we're like oh shit it's the tag team bitch michael myers finally done michael myers finally done done the tag team shit okay he was watching scream and was like bitch i'm kind of lonely out in these streets it's kind of hard killing all these bitch you know i got asthma i gotta walk these bitches running from me you know i'm like hold up wait let me catch up and shit you got ghost face over here with two motherfucking killers most of the time killing people bitch i need a sidekick so he has a sidekick for some of the movie and it's weird but it works it works we got the new the new new and the old old and they and they both just fucking shit up together okay so we had that going on 
But it's weird because, like, sometimes homie be tripping on Michael and try to kick Michael's ass. And I'm like, why are you over here? Like, he, he tried to get Michael's mask, right? Like, there's a scene where he tries to get Michael's mask and he comes into the... This motherfucker went all the way into the motherfucking sewer. Bitch, like, no. I'm not crawling in nowhere for nobody. I'm not doing that shit. How you gonna crawl into the damn sewer where the killer is and try to take his motherfucking mask from him? Bitch, are you crazy? Like, he's doing too much. He's doing too much. So he tried to take the mask from Michael, right? And Michael's kind of like, again, Michael's kind of weak. He's kind of, he, he, he's weaking out right now, right? So homie, the new dude is like, I'm taking, I'm taking the mask. Takes Michael's mask, right? Punks Michael. And Michael's gonna sit right back up like nothing, nothing happened. I'm like, are you, like, bitch, are you, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. That was a weird scene to me. I'm like, I know y'all didn't like punk out Michael Myers for this this new kid on the block, bitch. Anyway, so that shit happens, right? Like there, he's going through the people that um, you know, have been giving him or the girlfriend beef, right? And so his whole thing is, I want to get out of town. I want to burn this place down. Fuck this, you know, fuck this town. It's sick, and I want you to come with me. But um, you know, he keeps telling her like I'm doing things and I killed somebody and and like. I'm just thinking, bitch, these are all the signs of a... Like, bitch, is Scream not a thing in your world? Are horror movies not a thing in your world, bitch? Because your grandmother's making all the sense in the world, and you're just like, no, it's you, and you're the problem. And I'm like, bitch, first of all, your mama just got whacked off in the last motherfucking movie. Did you learn nothing from that shit? Because your mom was saying the same shit about her, too. Like, no, you're sick, it's all your fault, da-da-da-da. And then, look, the bitch got killed. So, you know what? You are on the wrong motherfucking side. You're on the wrong side, okay? If homie's acting kind of spaced out, then you got a problem. Anyway, so the father of the little boy that died in the beginning, right? He comes to see Lori. And he's like, yeah, you know, I I wanted to talk to the guy because, you know, I know he's been getting picked on for years and stuff like that ever since my son died. And I always felt really bad for him. But the wife was like, no, we're not feeling bad for him. He's like, I pulled over. I tried to pull him over on the side of the road the other day, and I wanted to talk to him. But when he looked into my car, he wasn't himself. He was definitely somebody else. And she was like, okay, see, this is the same shit I was talking about with Michael. Like, so many right. So it's kind of like giving her more evidence and more proof that this boy is not who he says he is anymore. He's done changed, right? So it's up to her to kind of get the granddaughter to get the fuck away from him. But also she still kind of wants to help him at this point because she's not really aware of all the shit that he's been doing. So anyway, um, again, he starts killing more and more people and he starts killing the 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 gang there's the the uh the kids the kids that were in the kids that he was supposed to buy the beer for he ends up trying to kill he ends up killing them and he kills all four of them i thought one of the girls was going to get away excuse me but no and i noticed when he was because he ends up taking michael's mask right so he ends up killing a whole bunch of people in michael's mask so a lot of what you see in the trailer of michael killing it's majorly him not all of them but majorly him so anyway, he's over there, you know, killing the squad. And homegirl, the one girl that was nice to him, she gets fucked up the most. Like, she, I was like, how are you going to fuck up the one the most? Because, like, some deaths in the movie happen off screen. And so you have to, like, you see them, the, the bodies eventually. But they happen off screen. Um. So anyway, she, the first dude, gets something in his eye. Like, he gets, like, stabbed in the eye. The second one is the black girl. I think it's a girl. And she ends up getting, um, like, beat with, with some kind of tool. And then we have um, the main jock. And he gets, like, burned, like, burned to death or whatever. And then we have homegirl. So he ends up, like, so he ends up driving his car 
through the through the lot where he works, right, with the stepdad or the or the dad, whatever the fuck he is to him, um, and he ends up running down the the girl that was nice to him, but she doesn't like she doesn't die then. She's like pinned underneath the truck, but she's not dead, right? And like you know, she's like screaming. They're trying to help. Everyone's trying to help her, like you know, get away. And um, he just like steps on her face. Like he just like kicks in, caves in her face, and I'm like. He wouldn't be that strong enough to do that to that degree without that mask. So I, the mask obviously has some sort of like power to it. Because everyone keeps saying when Michael has the mask off, he's just a man. They're like, you're just a man. And they all want the mask. So it's clear that the power comes from the mask, which is what I thought from the beginning. Was that anytime Michael has a mask on, there's some sort of power that he taps into or whatever the fuck. Maybe it's all those shamrock masks. Maybe that is the real tea. Um... Which, if that is the case, then then Halloween never really has to end because you can just keep using shamrock-made masks, right? Some shit. Anyway, so he ends up killing her. Like, he ends up, like... First, he, he like, kicks her face in, and then he drives over her. And I didn't... For, like, for some reason, I didn't see her death coming. Like, I, I was like, she could die, but I don't think she will because, like, she was nice to him for the most part. And sure enough, she died. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, well... Here's what I thought. Anyway, so he's trying to, like, you know, get um, homegirl to go with him, Lori's granddaughter. And so he ends up going to Lori's house to kill Lori. And Lori's kind of, like, you know, in a very depressed state. Because obviously she's been through a lot since her daughter died before then. Trying to, you know, rid the town of Michael and stuff. But also, like, being haunted by what people say about her. Um, She's a really great final... Like, I, what I like about Lori, she's a really great final girl. And this movie did give me Scream 5 vibes, in a sense. Because I really felt like she was trying to pass the torch. But the thing is, is that with this movie... Like, there's really no one to pass the torch to. I'm sorry, I don't like the granddaughter enough. I don't like the granddaughter. I know she's like an unconventional final girl, kind of. But I just don't like the granddaughter. She does nothing for me. I don't feel sympathetic to her. I don't like her. I just don't care for the granddaughter. Like... And it's not even because I'm, like, just so, like, pro-team Lori, even though I think Lori Strode was a badass in this movie, and in, like, the the Halloween 2018 or whatever the fuck, I liked her in those two films for sure. I just don't care enough about the granddaughter. I feel like the granddaughter's already, like, she's always putting herself in situations where I'm like, bitch, this is really your fault. Like, you're kind of dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I feel like they could have written her better, but I think that, like, a lot of, like, movies are not comfortable with more than one final girl. But to me, Scream gets it. Scream gets how you write final girls or final people and make them all interesting. Halloween is Lori-centered. So if Lori isn't the center, it's kind of like they don't really focus enough and give anybody else enough real depth when it comes to any film that Jimmy Lee Curtis is in in the Halloween series. Obviously, the Doctor, Dr. Loomis had, you know, his, his good final man moments too. But like, most of those times she wasn't involved in the picture so whenever Lori's involved it's 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 almost like it's hard to write everyone else it's they're just focused on her and Michael um and so the granddaughter just like no matter what she does she just isn't interesting to me um even though so much of this trilogy is centered around her and her friends or whoever likes her and you know her family she does nothing for me anyway so it's, you know, Corey's like, you know, oh, if I can't have her, no one's going to have her. Lori finally, tra- you know, Lori tries to talk to some sense to hit into him, like, before their final showdown. Anyway, so they go to her house. 
it's him. He breaks into the house, whatever the fuck, and tries to kill Lori. Um, but Lori's like, no, did you really think that, like, I was just gonna let her, let you do this? And so they end up, like, fighting and stuff, and she ends up shooting him twice or whatever. And, like, she has him pinned. Like, she's like, you know, you're, you're basically gonna lose. And he takes off the mask, and he stabs himself in the neck. Because he knows that the, the daughter's coming home. And it's a very, it's very reminiscent of what happened in the beginning of this film, where the parents come home, and they find their son, like, you know dead and so she comes into the house and she's already mad at her granddaughter her grandmother because she's wanting to leave with this dude um and so she sees him on the floor and he's like bleeding out and she's like oh my like you did this you're michael myers because the mask is there the knife is there and she's just like you fucking lost it grandma you like you're done and so she like does this like stupid ass scream and yell and then leaves the house i'm like bitch nobody calls the cops in these movies because i like if i thought my grandmother had killed my man like I'd be calling the cops. She didn't even do that. She just drove off. I'm like, bitch, who does that? Like, bitch, how you just go drive away, bitch? Like, you you think your grandmother might be Michael Myers because you think Michael Myers is actually dead this time and you just gonna drive away? She done took, you know, the Prindle. She killed the Prindle right there on the floor. You didn't even check on the Prindle. If y'all don't know what the Prindle is, I don't help you. But she didn't touch. She, she killed your Prindle. Girl. Anyway, so... She ends up leaving the house, and then she sees that, like, half the town is burning, right? And she's like, the fuck, like, what is going on? Like, obviously, Grandma can't be doing all this kind of shit. Um, and, like, also, the radio station DJ guy's death was funny. It wasn't, it was, it was, like, super hokey, super campy, but there was, it was funny to a degree. Anyway, so, um... The guy's bleeding out on the floor. He's, like, dying. And then all of a sudden, somebody picks up Michael's mask. Like, Lori notices the back door is open. And she's like, that shit wouldn't open a minute ago. So what the fuck? So she's over here trying to, like... She's, like, she's doing what Lori does sometimes to get Michael's attention and play dumb. And he grabs the mask. Well, then he tries to go for the knife or whatever. And that's when homie, who should be dead by now, isn't dead. Uh, Corey, like, tries to fight him again for, like, the mask and shit. So he's he's back. And that's when Michael's like, man, I already, we're done. We're done here. This story is done. And so, of course, he, like, just cracks his neck. So, Corey is now finito, which I hated that, and I loved it at the same time. Because I, I saw that going two ways. I was like, either he's going to continue the series, which wouldn't be so terrible. Because, like, it wouldn't be so terrible because, like, you got to see with him, which you never got to see with Michael, the descent into to darkness, right? Like, we saw with... Corey, that he started out as just a regular dude something bad happened that was an accident but the sickness of the town and the sickness of how people treat people who are wrongly and you know convicted and accused of things turns them into the bad guy we saw that happen and like he it happened over and over and over again he gets out of jail he gets you know beat up by this this freaking high school jock or whatever the fuck and he's basically being stalked by these people he ends up getting pushed off the side of a fucking building or you know the side of a, a fucking bridge um even the damn homeless man had no empathy for him like he just it was a whole town against this one dude like we saw how people treated him and so we kind of get to see the descent into that madness and we kind of can't help but feel a little bit bad for him at the same time we know that he's like he's gone full cycle so there's no there's no real redemption for him that that's going to be had at least not in this film you, you already know that's not going to happen but it's just like 
I, I felt for him. I felt really bad up until the end for him. Because I'm like, dude, like, but she went after Lori. You're, you're not going to survive this. You know what I mean? And Michael was just kind of like, this is a cute, you were a cute side plot. Now you gotta die. And so he basically just like cracks his neck and homie's dead. But I'm like, Michael's come back from worse. <laughs> like, say this thing is a disease and it, it, it isn't just the mask, but it's also within Michael, right? Or whatever the fuck. Like, Michael himself has come back from pretty much worse than that. So who's to say this kid won't? I don't really know. Anyway, so now it's between her and Michael. And it's the final countdown and the final showdown um he's beating her ass she comes back and beats his ass she's like she slits his throat or whatever he's bleeding out and he still has time to like grab her and choke her one real good time and like it's showing flashbacks of her and she's just like you know kill me end it basically i i I don't care anymore the granddaughter comes back in she's like i'm not gonna let you die like that which i'm like bitch what the fuck this is stupid and they end up like i think slitting his wrist too like basically making him bleed out um, and then take off, taking off his mask. Um, so that's when the police show up and they're like, what the fuck, what's going on? They see all the things that have happened and they're able to kind of like, I guess, pinpoint who Michael kills and who homie kills. Um, and then they're like, you know, Michael Myers is dead. Let's, you know, take him through the town. So this is where the, the sequel kind of connects to this. It's kind of like, they're like, you know, evil dies tonight kind of bullshit. They have to parade him through town so people know that Michael Myers is now officially dead. They take him to, like, I guess, like, this junkyard. It might be where the dad worked, uh, the stepdad that, that the boy killed. Um, and they put him in, like, this, like, grinder thing. So, like, he's going to shred and basically, like, just not exist anymore. You know that thing that was on social media for a while, like, where the guy puts all these things in, like, this, like, what was it? Like, a, 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 a compactor or some shit? I forgot what it was. But, um, how all these things, like, explode and all that kind of shit, that's what they put Michael in. And so he's just, like, I thought at first Lori was gonna dump in there with him to just, like, end it off for herself, too, but she didn't. She just, like, threw Michael in there. And, um, so the film basically just ends with, like, different shots of the house. Like, she's sitting on the porch, she's chilling, she's talking to the police officer that's, like, been into her this whole time. And it seems like her life is good. She, she wrote a book, all this kind of stuff. And, you like see different shots of the house and on her coffee table is Michael's like mask just like laying to the side and that's how the movie ends and I I have to say like I didn't hate this movie I thought it was really interesting I liked the new idea that and like I said this goes back to the curse of Michael Myers that the curse of whatever he's you know is keeping him alive or whatever can be passed down can you know change people um good people into really really bad people and I kind of liked that idea um that was one thing that was a really refreshing element to this film and again it feels like it calls back to uh, older films that don't exist in this canon but still feel like they kind of could exist in this canon I really liked that um that element of it and I think a lot of people didn't from what I was reading in the fan bases a lot of people didn't like how much I think uh Jamie Lee Curtis had her involvement was with this film or you know with this new trilogy but I have to say if any of these ideas were coming from her um at least in this film and the first one of the the new trilogy I think she did a great job I think her her input really did help um because the last film was just really really bad and honestly I can I can look past the last movie and like not have to watch it um because I've, I've seen it already, right? So never, I never have to watch it again. But I would definitely go back and watch Halloween 2018 again. And I would watch this one too. I really would. I, I didn't... 
I just didn't hate this film. There was something about it that I'm like, I don't hate this. I like the way that they kind of wrote this. I like the idea that, you know, we're watching this young guy. Um, I know we're watching this young guy kind of descend into descend into madness. And you, again, you feel for him. Like I did. I felt kind of bad for him. Like, you know, this kind of sucks that like, you know, he's kind of getting he's kind of getting the short end of the stick and he, he's coming in at the very last movie and I remember talking about this I think in the Halloween Kills episode that I did that that was the new speculation is that Michael was going to like pass on a curse to someone and it sounds like that's kind of the part of the direction they were going in but again I think they were trying to outsmart the audience and not quite do that because um, much of this film th- this is the weird part about this movie it was almost like watching like fear with with um Reese Witherspoon and Mark Wahlberg for a minute because it's like you're watching this guy who's like essentially kind of the bad boy with this girl you know and there's this whole relationship thing and the mom doesn't want her with you know the grandmother in this case doesn't want them together and is finding out all these bad things but then there's also the Michael Myers element which sometimes you forget that um he's even like a factor in the film because you don't see him nearly as much as you did in the last film or I guess even in the film before that. So it's a really interesting new take, I think, on it, um, which I liked. I didn't find this film very cheesy, cheesy at all. And the opening sequence to me is just great, which I said, like, I think in Halloween Kills as well, I think I appreciated that opening sequence too. But this was great. It, 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 focus so much less on telling the stories of the people in the town that Michael knew from the first film, which I liked. I liked that it didn't really stay centered on like, oh, this guy grew up with Lori. This guy grew up at this time. I liked that it wasn't so much about that. It was more just so telling the story of this guy who was, you know, who did something very horrific and tragic, but it was a complete accident and how people treated him after that they didn't want to hear that he was a good guy they didn't want to hear that he was misunderstood they wanted to treat him like a bad guy like a freak and that's that's what they wanted and at the same time they don't even have remorse a lot of them don't even have remorse or respect for Lori or her granddaughter and so they just keep throwing things back in their face again going back to how sick the town was so I like how this movie puts that out there that like the town is sick and so they don't know how to treat people and that causes more of a sickness right the town is literally causing these people to become this way because they just don't care they don't care about the innocence of these people they they're looking for someone to blame they have someone to blame that's going to be Lori, her granddaughter and this kid and so you're seeing that happening um and how michael kind of like I wouldn't say gets his strength from that, but definitely gets his, uh, he gets something from that. I'll say that. Um, but it was, it was really interesting. Some parts of this film, seeing Michael Myers, not being like the one of like, well, he is one of them, but like not the main villain technically in this story and seeing this kid, like just kind of coming into his own and trying to be like the next Michael. And then eventually Michael kind of going, uh, uh-uh. uh, like, this one is mine. Lori is mine. You can have whoever the fuck you want, but Lori is mine. Like, that was something that was like, okay, okay, this is Halloween. Because at first I was kind of like, you know, this is weird. Like, Michael's, like, getting punked. He's kind of like, you know, out of strength and stuff. He's Because I thought, 
that after their first like go around that Michael was just gonna die like cause he there's there's this cop that he kills um I think he's a cop or whatever that's trying to hit on Lori's granddaughter but he's super weak when he's doing it and like even like the kid is like get up Michael get up and he like takes the guy and like like grabs him from behind to make sure that Michael kills him and stuff um so I thought I was like Michael's gonna die this is where Michael has a stroke and dies like this is it for him he this is the last rodeo but I think that kill ended up giving him some strength and I think he was also borrowing strength from the kid so I think that was always the intention of I need to pass this on or I need to basically consume you um which is exactly what the whole thing was about even with Lori you know talking about how like you know if you know if you let him in then he'll thrive or if you let it in or if you let evil in like there were so many like if you let in things and he's a representation of all of that so I think that's that's a fact is that like if for this story that's really what it's about it's about like the first one was about you know him coming back and creating the chaos the second is about the sickness that he leaves behind and the third is about consumption how he's going to consume you or it will consume you the evil will consume you if you let it so you know I I like the three stages of that the chaos and the madness and the fear that comes and then the the um the sickness that comes after that experience and then the descent into whatever you turn into after that right like that's kind of what the the three things that end up happening you know after you've had something traumatic happen to you you're kind of like you're in a state of shock you're in a state of you know fear and worry that it's going to happen again and that's just going to get worse and that kind of becomes a sickness inside of you and you kind of like you know it kind of and it eventually consumes you and you either rise from it or you don't um and that's the difference between like Lori and this kid is that this kid found Michael and Michael was able to consume him where with Lori he could never really consume her which I think is exactly why he kept coming back for her is because most people are consumed by the fear of him and she waited she waited like whenever he comes back I'm gonna be ready she saw the signs and so I think that's what that was the allure for him was that this is someone who's not necessarily afraid of me most people are afraid of me she's not afraid of me and that's why she can outsmart me and I can't consume her which is why I need to consume her because she's not letting me do it willingly like this kid met him one time and was like okay I'm gonna be basically consumed and taken over by Michael Myers that's what's gonna happen um and so that either happens or he ends up just killing you but he couldn't do either one to her which is why I think he always kept coming back for her that's my my logic is that he kept coming back to the one that he could never get because she would always outsmart him and she never gave into her fear long enough for him to kill her she was always thinking of how she's gonna outsmart this dude so my personal thoughts and opinions on that but yeah um Halloween Ends was a really in my opinion a good final installment it did feel very final um to me I I would say it's 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 in my opinion and people can be can say that I'm wrong that's fine um I will say I think it's one of the strongest Halloween entries. And the reason why is because of the different approach. It's so much less about Michael himself and more about the fear that he brings on. And again, introducing this new character at the very end, 
Um, I think Tommy Doyle, right? Was it Tommy that they introduced in Halloween 6, Curse of Michael Myers? Um, that terrible sequel. But I really did like this. I liked the introduction of Corey. And just because you feel bad for him. Because you know that what happened was an accident. And that little shit kind of brought some of this shit on himself you know and he wants to be remorseful to the mom he wants to be all these things but like people keep treating him like no you're a freak you're a freak and you know he keeps to himself his own mom is very weird manipulative and kind of sadistic or whatever and so he has that the dad or or the stepfather whoever he is to him doesn't really seem to like get in there and try to you know like fix the issues um a lot of people seeing this kid have issues and just watching him drown and that's a really sad thing I I I wish they would have kind of done a little bit more with that in my personal opinion but I love all the scenes where he's talking to Lori or where there are scenes where he's like I I, the the one scene where he tries to take Michael's mask I wish that that didn't happen and that he would have just gone to Michael and said hey Lori's in the way you need to kill her I think I liked that better than him fighting Michael and taking Michael's mask and getting Michael's mask from him um and the Michael just kind of sitting up going the fuck like I think that would have been a little bit better um I get why they had to do that though because again it is a sign of like passing that torch and then he's like huh, not really like basically what Sydney says in Scream 4 is like don't fuck with the original that's kind of what's happening here and the situation is you thought you could just outsmart me and be the new me this generation's version of Michael but I will always be that Michael Myers I'm Michael fucking Myers stay mad stay in your lane um so I did like that part of it for sure but like I don't know I just this movie was good I would say I feel like it was I feel like this was a great ending to whatever this kind of series was because honestly the last film Halloween Kills was just terrible it was absolutely terrible and this film I think in my opinion really redeemed the story because I was worried it was gonna be terrible I was dude this is gonna be the worst like well no I knew that it was gonna be better than the last film let me say that I knew it because I was like there's no way anything could be as bad as the last film and yes there were moments that were like rivaling like rival ring that um like all the bar scenes and stuff like I just like this I don't care about this like it's not as bad as the the other one the other one was so heavy on this shit but like all the bar scenes in this one I was like these are these are filler scenes they don't need to be there like Kyle Richards character she didn't really need to be in this I have nothing against her at all I think she I love her because she was a Disney actress when she was a kid um but because she didn't die in this it was almost like, why are you in this movie? Like, why, Like, I know I read somewhere that she almost wasn't in it. And I'm like, why did you need to be here? Because you're not really adding anything. You don't really add to any of the story. We know that you were one of the kids that survived Michael, but that's pretty much all that you add. Like, she must have had it somewhere in her contract where she wouldn't die in a Halloween film because I just don't get why she was there. The last film, sure, because the last film... It talked about a lot of the people that survived Michael. But this film, I'm like, why are you here? And it turns out the black lady from Halloween Kills, the one that, like, owned the house with the white man that she was with, she didn't die in the last film. She actually came, comes back in this one. She can't talk, obviously. I think he, like, cut her jugular or whatever the fuck. But, like, she's in this, which I was not expecting to see. I was like, people survive Michael Michael Myers? Like, the fuck? Like, who? Like... I know Lori survived and, and the doctor survived, but I don't know many other characters that survived or run in with him that was that bad. I don't know about that. So she survived that, which I think was kind of interesting. Um, and it's her 
daughter or her sister, I can't remember which one, that was like, you know, you you let this happen to my aunt or to my, my sister or whatever the fuck, you know, like, she can't speak anymore because of you, Lori, again, putting that ball in Lori's court that, you know, it's because of her that this is happening, um, or that this happened in the first place, so, it, it like I said, it's a really interesting film, I... I'm, I'm more pleasantly surprised with it than I thought I would be because, like I said, the opening sequence for this one I really did like. And there there are sequences in the Halloween 2018 or 2019, whatever year it was, where, like, like the babysitter scene where, um, you know, she's, like, pretending Michael Myers is in the house and it's like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. That was a really good scene. That was a really good, like, suspenseful scene. The opening scene in this one kind of rivals that one, too. It's a really good opening sequence, um, which I think set the tone for the film. It, it, I'm not going to say the tone doesn't do its own weird thing. Y'all can have that debate if you want to. Of course, I think it does do that. But at the same time, it was more refreshing and felt more smooth than the last film. The last one was just atrocious to me. It was so bad. But this one was a lot better. Um, I'm glad, I don't, I don't, I don't need to see another Halloween film, though. I'm, I'm over that. Um, I know a lot of people want Danielle, I think Danielle Harris or whatever her name is to come back. I don't think she needs to. I think Halloween should end the way it has ended. Um, if it was gonna go any further, it should have gone further between, um, the granddaughter and the boyfriend. That would have been a really good new take on Halloween. Or the, the, the Shamrock Masks doing another film and just being like, on a completely separate level that way you can like end the Michael Myers saga but then go on to something different because there's obviously a mask company can make so many masks and say that they're haunted or they're enchanted or bewitched or whatever would be a good plot idea a good you know maybe redo season of the witch or Halloween 3 and kind of have its own spin-off like its own movie series where you know the masks are just like making people evil or whatever the fuck that would be a really decent pivot, I think, away from this. But also kind of, like, bringing up the element of Michael Myers, too. That way he does exist in the series still. And at least we get to know maybe why he is the way that he is. Possibly. I don't know. But that's that's an idea that you could go with. Anyway, yes. Um, Halloween Ends. This is Michael Myers. Halloween Ends is now streaming on Peacock. And you can also see it in theaters. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Because, like, I, I'm going to say... I would give it a watch. If I were you, I would definitely give this movie a watch. It's not the best Halloween film, but it's damn sure not the worst. So yeah, I would give it a watch. That's all I have to say. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.